All information discussed during this episode is for educational and informational purposes only and should not be viewed as investment advice or as a solicitation or offer to buy or sell any securities. Foster and Friends is not a registered investment advisor and is separate from Brent Foster Services offered under Northbound Wealth Management, LLC. I thought it was just, they were talking about moving stuff on, on like the dark web using Bitcoin as currency. I was like, oh. right. And then I started hearing more and more people talking about Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and how it went from what, $6 one year now, or like what, five years ago, and now yeah. it's what, $60,000 yeah. plus, or I don't It's sold off to like 47000 per Bitcoin. I mean, I that's mean, a small chunk. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. It's chunk chain. Yeah. <laughs> It's but, still it's still legit, man. Like and, I I saw it coming, but even back then, like just looking it up, like when people start explaining to it, my eyes would glaze over because it's like yeah. blockchain, and then you do this, and then it, it takes into account this. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But then, um, like I've always taken it serious, but I think people are starting to take it serious now. But what the Staples Center changed from Staples Center to Crypto.com yeah, Center, exactly. So I was like, yeah, crypto is the next big thing i just i'm just gonna have to eventually learn it <laughs> yeah dude i'm with you and there's like there's like a one word i think i think there's straight up one word about this uh, that confuses a lot of people like ledger the word ledger mm. like oh uh in order to um make sure that crypto or bitcoin is legitimate there's all these ledgers that need to be maintained and uh, and at that point people are like what yeah like what i i don't even know what that is right so yeah man i'm i'm with you that that's why that question was on there's because all of us little guys have have to probably deal with somebody coming by the farmer's market going yo i want to i want to buy buy your stuff uh can i pay in crypto and you're like well we don't take crypto um we don't accept it and they're like well okay well i'm just going to go on to the next person that will and then it becomes our issue right and that's times, the same with me in asset management. Uh, maybe even if I want to direct sell books mm. um, and, and stuff like that, like kids books and things. And people are like, well, I'll just pay you in crypto. And you're like, what? You know, so I guess I'll take it. We're, yeah, I guess. Uh, how do I do that? Well, you got to have a digital wallet. I was, yeah, that, that's the, thing, the digital wallet. The, di the dig wallet. Then you got to have, you know, you got to. Well, let's see. Well, what are you paying me in? Well, it's it's Bitcoin. And then but really i don't really own that much bitcoin but you pay me in bitcoin great well what if i want to convert that crypt that, that bitcoin i want to buy ethereum i actually believe more in ethereum than i do bitcoin and so i believe in the technology etc cetera, etc cetera. so now i need to like convert it from that to ethereum and so people get well okay so how do i do that is there like a direct and oh by the way like you're like, dude, you're going to, you want to buy my stuff, pay me in Bitcoin. And I've got to look up the price of Bitcoin right now because it trades 24, seven, 365, and it goes up and down in value all the time. It's not like a stable coin. Oh, by the way, there are stable coins. So are you going to buy the like Bitcoin? Are you going to pay me in a Bitcoin stable coin? And then how do I get that converted? It, it's just so convoluted there at the moment. Different types of Bitcoin? Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah, dude. That's another layer. Oh, another <laughs> layer of confusion. So, yeah, we'll get there eventually. And and like I've said on other podcasts, someday we'll be able to buy like real estate on the moon or Mars or pay for pay like Jeff Bezos for a little trip. Well, that's the thing up with in the, the, in the pod. The metaverse, you can buy real estate. Totally. On, yeah. On the web. I was like, yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, you can actually acquire digital real estate like space on the web to live your own, you know, avatar life in some metaverse they call it and use like currencies to buy and sell goods and services and never leave your couch. Right. Like that's, it's just fascinating. All this stuff is very confusing, the world but it's finally moving into the future. Yeah. So now that we discussed cryptocurrency, we don't have to talk about that question because I am actually <laughs> recording our, our freaking conversation, which is great, but I do need to take a quick second and break away. I'm actually going to hit the record button on the video. Um, and then we'll get started, man. Oh, by the way, everyone out there, we're having a little Woodford. 
a little taste tester to kind of ease into our conversation. Um, but I'll come back and I'll share with Travis what I got him as a gift. So uh, I'll be right back. So here we are. This is the show Foster and Friends, and I'm really excited today. Today is uh, January 7th, and I've got a really dear and good friend of mine I've known for a long time. And I say that I feel like every time because I have my friends on the show. After all, it is called Foster and Foster Friends. And friends dude. Foster and Friends. And here he is, <laughs> Travis Jefferson. Dude, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me. You're, you bet. You bet. Um, so uh, for everyone that comes on the show, and this is not like a bribe or anything. People do this before <laughs> they even know I'm giving them a gift. But I think if you watch a pattern or a trend, I'm giving like cigars or bourbon or some sort of like, it's a perishable. I can give perishables away. Um, but I did give Travis the poop he wanted out, which is one of my latest books. It's not Maximus King of the Sky, but that one is pretty funny. So those of you who are parents, uh, who have kids, that's a lot of fun. Um, it'll make you laugh because the title says it all. Okay. The, the title says it all. It's very short read. And but, the illustrations. And the illustrations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Chloe, which is really funny too. Okay. So um, those books are available on northboundstories.com, which is pretty cool. Um, but this is uh, a bourbon that's from Hotel Tango. They're local here in Indianapolis. And so I thought that you would appreciate a nice local bourbon to go and pair it with some of the amazing food that you make. Uh, I say food, but it's just, it's, it's amazing meals, food, all kinds of stuff that you do. So, um, so yeah, welcome to the show. I, uh, how was your Christmas and new year's man? It was good. It was busy. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of traveling. Uh, where'd you, where'd you go? We spent Thanksgiving in Washington, D.C. with my in-laws. And then from there, we drove to Georgia for yeah. about three or four weeks um, where my family is and spent a lot of time there with just getting the baby to meet some family members she hadn't met and yeah. probably won't be able to get, get to meet cause older family members that aren't able to travel as much, especially with the with COVID, COVID and everything. Yeah. Omicron, Delta, yeah, whatever other variant. variants. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and we yeah. also got to get a little kid free time. Me and my wife had a small vacation with the Hilton Head for a week. Ooh, spent some time. Gotta do that, man. Relaxing. Yeah, on the beach, not doing anything. So I'm looking at my watch right now. It's 14 degrees. It was three or two or one this morning, and so I like you saying that. Just I'm like, yeah, I'm there. Let's say, go. I think it was averaging in the 70s while wow. we were on the whole time. I love that. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So how, how old's your little one? She turned one in November. Woo! Getting any sleep? She's sleeping better. Yeah. So that, that's, that's the good thing. She's, she hasn't had any sleep regression. So she's yeah. sleeping about eight hours, six to eight hours a night. So yeah, mommy and daddy get some sleep now. So Amen, bro. Good, yeah. Amen, man. Because whoo, running, operating on no sleep is tough. <laughs> Believe me, I know five and a two and a half year old. So, uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. So, um, any uh, welcome to 2022. This is the first interview of the new year for Foster and Friends. So, welcome to 2022. Um, any, do you have any New Year's resolutions? I uh, don't normally make resolutions. Uh, just kind of the resolution is not to have a resolution. Resolution not hey, to have a resolution. I'm more, with you. It's more good. just hitting the reset button. Just uh -huh. getting back in the swing of things, making sure all the habits, good habits from the previous year are continuing in the new year. Amen, man. That's good. That's good stuff. And so um, I'm just, what do you, so I was about to ask you about crypto again, but you've, we've already discussed that at the very onset of the show. The video doesn't have it, but we, the podcast does. So um, <clears throat> normally I'm, I'm I, and I did want to explain this a little bit. I ask about crypto a lot because it's kind of being like, it's just, it's forcing everyone to look at things differently. And so that's why I asked the question. And since you're going to be selling to people and, and you are selling to people, um, that's why I'm asking. But then also about space and the space race and stuff. But I'll skip those questions for now. Um, maybe we BS our, way, BS our way and come back to it. <laughs> but 
what I, what I want to do guys and tell everybody out there, all the listeners that are, that would be listening to this is, um, Travis has, he started, he started uncle Drew's kitchen mm -hmm. and, um, and Travis makes fantastic, amazing food. Like <laughs> we've Nora and I, and the kids have had a lot of food from the Jefferson household and it is so delicious. Uh, I want to, I wanted to invite him on so that he could share what he's doing, why he's doing it. And then also uh, there's entrepreneurs, business owners out there, people that want to learn about how people are doing business, how they get started, things like that. Um, what are some of the challenges, some of the things they overcome. And so, um, and then just learn about somebody else's story, someone else's life. And so that way we can all learn something. It's just really fascinating to learn about other people and their stories. And I want people to be able to share their stories. So um, Travis is here to kind of dive into that. And I would love for him to share about Uncle Drew's Kitchen, how you got it started, where did the name come from? Like, what are you passionate about? And then what kind of food are you doing? Where are you selling? All that kind of stuff. So if you could just start at the very beginning, like how did this all come about, man? Um, so I started it in honor of my dad. He passed away in November of 2018. Um, and he, along with my mom, were the biggest reasons my brother and I learned to cook. Um, mm -hmm. One, because we were latchkey kids, so we were there were times we were home by ourselves. Yeah. So we had to we had to eat. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, man, we gotta gotta eat. gotta eat gotta eat. Um, <laughs> so you man, he had to learn. So, uh, yeah. but uh, all the major holidays we had family gatherings. Mm -hmm. um, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Fourth uh, of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we'd have family gatherings at somebody's house in the family, so we'd mm -hmm. always have to bring a dish from our house, and all the houses bring dishes, and it would turn this big, big meal that we'd enjoy together, right, uh, for the holiday. That's awesome. Um, Love it. So when I was old enough to learn how, I started making different things you know everybody learns the first thing to learn how to make is spaghetti right um so from there just kind of branched out did some rice crispy treats brownies uh and i started making my actually started making my bourbon pecan pies as a Woo! as a 10 11 12 year old <laughs> um wasn't able to buy the bourbon myself so i had to rely on my parents to go get that right um but also growing up my dad was a huge barbecue guy yeah so and by the way that his travis's barbecue is amazing <laughs> <laughs> uh i give credit to that to my brother he's yeah. the, the the grill master of the family what's your brother's name andrew and so he's technically uncle drew to tegan yeah gotcha, she yeah. doesn't know him yet yeah and, yeah andrew man barbecue is amazing too, <laughs> so if you're watching this i'm sure you will it's awesome um but that's how i got the name uncle drew's kitchen uh my dad Name Andrew yep. Jefferson Sr., my brother's the second. Um, yep. um, like I said, he's father to me and my brother, but he was kind of like an uncle to a lot of our friends mm -hmm. uh, and nieces and nephews that he had. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of just took the name Drew, just added Uncle Drew, yep. uh, and put made sure I put kitchen on the end of it because my wife is in the legal field, so <laughs> make sure... You want to make sure you distinguish between Uncle Drew, uh, I think Kyrie Irving, right. and Uncle Drew's Kitchen, which is no affiliation. <laughs> right. Dude, um, I but it. I do get that question a lot. It's yeah. Like, oh, you're Kyrie Irving. I was like, no, no, it's just coincidence that the names uh, are the same. That's it. Like, if you say Uncle Drew's, just make sure you put the kitchen on it. So, right. You know, you're talking about me. Yeah, Uncle Drew's Kitchen, and, and Ariel, shout out to you, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah. He passed away in November 2018, and mm, just kind of, yeah. Cooking has always been a passion. It's like yeah. I want to run a, a food business. I worked in the restaurant industry, high school, college, mm -hmm. so I've had plenty of years of uh, um, experience. Yeah, but uh, so where did you do that? Like, where did you go to college? Um, I went to a college in Charleston, South Carolina. I uh, got a bachelor's in exercise science. Okay. Um, I went there on the athletic scholarships. So I played football. Yeah. For, what position? I uh, was recru recruited as a linebacker, uh -huh. but played mostly special teams. Moved around on uh, off from off defense to offense, but mostly special teams. Yeah. Um, which was fun. Yeah. 
So, um, so like you like hitting people, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I much prefer defense uh, over offense. Yeah, but, getting uh, hit or or hitting yeah, someone. Getting hit or, or hitting yeah, someone. the yeah. affliction I would rather deliver than take. And unfortunately, I was a quarterback <laughs> and a kicker in high school, and so I ended up getting the brunt end of somebody like you nailing me, man. And I'm telling you, it is not fun. It consistently, is not fun. it is uh, not fun. I'd rather I, hit somebody than get hit I, for sure. I watch games now and i'll turn my wife like man i can't believe i played what 10 plus years of, of, <laughs> of that yeah and, um, you, and it goes man do i have a tbi yeah I, you know like, really like how many times it were my was my bell rung or somebody you know, whatever and nagging or, back pain yeah pain. it's like why why, why am i so yeah uh, the older we get yeah. right <laughs> i joke i'm like almost 50 no i'm not, I'm not but i'm joking because i'm almost 40 i'm 39 at the end of the month i'll be 40 and i'm sitting here going I, I joke around like, God, I'm I'm almost fifty, you know. <laughs> Sally, Nora, I'm almost fifty. They laugh because I feel I it. Say, I feel the sports, man. You. Like, they do. You, like like well, you're so in good shape, but yeah, I'm like, what say like playing a football game is like the equivalent of being a car crash at forty miles an hour over yes. and over again. Yes, and you don't think about it playing, but afterwards watching like the younger generations playing is like, oh man. Oh that, yeah. That was oh, scary. Yeah, now you make the old man grunt when you get up or sit down. Like, <laughs> oh, you know, it's it's real. It is real. The struggle is real. Um, so you studied exercise science in college. You did a lot of food service stuff mm. uh, through that period. You put a football guy, scholarship, stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. Um, you already told me about your family. Tell me, you know, where are you at right now? You started Uncle Drew's Kitchen. Mm. I know where the name came from. Um, so kind of continue on that path. How did you get into it? Um, so came up with the name. Um, I initially, I worked for a, a gym in Indy and I wanted to do meal prep for them. Yeah. Just kind of like get the business up and going. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to do the farmer's market and sell like a different type of food so like, right i was doing more of the healthy food for the the gym work that and right. doing the, the southern <laughs> comfort food for the farmer's market yeah but it kind of got overwhelming so i yeah. had to make a choice yeah because um, the food's really good yeah. that's yeah. uh unfortunately i had to cut ties with the gym yeah uh, and that side of the business yeah. to focus on the southern comfort food where kind of more of my passion even though i'm exercise science been right. a personal trainer yeah uh, fitness professional all my life, or That's, majority of my professional career. Right. My passion was still in cooking Southern food because being from Georgia, dude, you know, everything's fried, dipped oh, in butter for <laughs> sure, bro. And and you're you're speaking my language because I went to Southern Arkansas, mm. and you know you're below. So I, know. I know, man. I was 30 minutes from Shreveport, Louisiana, and man, it was it was incredible. A uh what were the po boys mm. there was there was a uh, uh, gumbo gumbo oh, oh all of that i mean vats of it dude like the dads and the people making food and it was just like this is unbelievable you don't get this in the pacific northwest <laughs> you know all the way from oregon or california this is not the type of food and fish fries like every, every week friday. every fish friday fry. fr fish fries all the fried fish and stuff that you could eat and i was just like wow amazing so good oh frying a turkey that was another thing like oh my fried so, turkey mm. um you mentioned louisiana my dad is a huge fan of he used to come on pbs uh justin wilson i uh -huh. believe his name was a cajun chef yeah um i think my dad actually got to meet him one time when him and my mom took a trip to new orleans so he got a signed uh cookbook from him uh-huh but from that he <laughs> We always joke saying my dad was the one that brought fried turkey to Georgia. <laughs> uh, like early 90s, yeah, it was unheard of to fry a turkey, like 92, 93. Yeah. My dad would fry turkeys. And after a few years of him frying turkeys, no lie, he would spend 24 hours the day before Thanksgiving to up until like lunchtime of Thanksgiving, 24 hours straight frying turkeys from people. We would literally have lines wrapped around oh my the gosh block to come pick up their fried dude turkeys. i love that i was like i know he, he single-handedly brought it to georgia he brought it to i can georgia, say that man. my dad brought fried turkeys to georgia 
<laughs> yeah. Man, that's awesome. But ever I since ever since he introduced the first fried turkey to the family function, we haven't ate, eaten a baked turkey since. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, maybe that's what we do next year. Uh, and I'm talking to my wife, Nora. Maybe that's what we do. We just get a fried turkey from y'all. Hey, I'm I'm down for All it. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, okay, so. Uh, let's, let's pick up where we left off. So I know I kind of, I love these little like offshoots where we talk about stuff. I mean, I learn it. I learned things like this. So, um, so you cut ties and then what, um, focus more on SoCo. Yeah. SoCo. <laughs> right. I know, I know what that is. Cause I was down in Arkansas. SoCo. Um, focus more on that. Uh, our farmer's market with the first year, we kind of played around with what we served, but in the the, our mainstay was we started with chicken and waffle sandwiches, mac and cheese, bourbon pecan pie, and every once in a while we do red velvet or key lime cupcakes. So yeah, it took a it was a little bit slow getting gaining popularity because when we got into the market late, so all the good spots were taken. So we were right. kind of in the back, and people would walk by and see us like, oh, I didn't know food was here. Right, and like we give out samples and yeah. like, oh, we're definitely coming back next time to. Yeah, to get some. So like middle of the market. So markets from May to October. So right around June, mid June, early July, is when our momentum start picking up, people are like, oh, it's another food place. Oh, it's actually pretty good. Like yeah. let's start <laughs> eating his yeah. food. It's like ah, yeah. So we gained a lot of momentum going to the end of uh, the first market we did in what, 2019. Yeah. Um, and this is up. This is like Noblesville. Noblesville Farmers Market. Okay. Any other ones? Uh, no. Not, um, not... We started one this past year in Kirkland, Indiana, which Kirkland. is about thirty minutes north of here. Okay. Um, Got we it. do them like every other Sunday or like once a month during gotcha. the market season. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But so people are loving your food. Yeah. And they're dialing in like, okay, we're coming back. We're going to eat at your place. And Nora and I have done that. <laughs> we popped in on the farmer's market when the weather's nice and the girls are being good. We'll pop in. It's good to see familiar faces it's, out there. Exactly. And it seems like you're like, oh, by the time we get there, it's gone. So we, so you guys like are like, I mean, people are getting it. Yeah. Yeah, so they're loving it. We skipped 2020. Mm -hmm. um, the pandemic plus uh my wife was pregnant with our daughter tegan at the time yeah. um but we still did events here and there where people would call us like hey we have an event with this many people can't do it mm -hmm. so we did a few of those but coming back in 2021 we weren't sure if people remembered us so we came to the farmer's market and we we're actually in a new spot than we were the first year right so people came back it's like oh you're back we've been waiting for y'all uh we missed you last year it was like, yeah okay so we didn't bring as much food because we didn't know if people were going to remember us. Right. So the first market we sold out. So the market goes from 8 to 12 yep. every Saturday from May to October. 8 to 12 every Saturday from May to October. October. Gotcha. And you guys are going to be doing it coming up, right? Yes. Okay. All right. We'll, and, we'll, and we just got the application in the in my email early this week. So we'll fill it out, make sure all our permits are up to date. Yeah. We'll, and then you'll be off and running. Off and running. Okay. Um, so they saw us and was like, all right, we sold out the first day. It was like, all right, okay, we need to bring food. So we doubled what we brought the yep. previous week and right. we sold out in the same amount of time the, the next week. The next week. So the next week we brought more, more food. food. <laughs> we sold out. Took a little bit longer, but we still <laughs> sold out before the end of the market. So we were averaging selling out around 11 o'clock. So we were literally for the last hour of the market. Right like just trying to build up our business like hey you got to come earlier or, or sorry we're out but right. we'll be back next week right um and that is a great problem to have when yeah. you are a business and you're in food service and for those who are like thinking about us yeah it's straight up really good food you show up you better get there early because <laughs> then they'll be out i mean but as you can see if you're an entrepreneur or someone thinking about getting into this you got to fill out a permit you got to be able to be able to buy the supplies the inventory uh, there's some upfront costs to doing mm -hmm. that. Um, and then, and then to, to have the pricing and everything right. And then you got to make really excellent food and make sure it's 
the temperature and everything is maintained throughout the day because weather very there's oh. all I mean, I remember there was there's wind, there's storms, there's all kinds of stuff that can yeah, happen your, your when your burner may go out, your propane <laughs> may run out. No matter so, how much you prep, you're gonna forget something. Yeah, and and you got to be able to adjust. And 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 Travis is the type of guy. Just I know him well enough, to, and I know that he makes adjustments and he'll make sure that everything is running as it should, and and it goes off without a hitch. Um, he go, the guy is a, is a very hardworking guy. And, uh, and, it, and it shows. So to somebody that's hearing this, that you, there's a lot that goes into it. And you really have to plan and prepare for pretty much anything. And, and he, he would be a great resource to anybody to just like pick the brain, like figure out what to do if anyone's trying to get into something like this. Um, but tell me a little bit about uh, what you're planning on doing or what we would you like to do and have done or, or maybe see with Uncle Drew's Kitchen. Where's this thing going, man? So my ultimate goal is a food truck. Food truck. Uh, I really want to own a food truck, um, especially with today's world. Like, I mean, people are getting back in the restaurant, but there's still people that are kind of iffy about going in. So right. if I had a food truck, I can bring the food to you Yep. and I wouldn't be uh, confined to one location. I could do a festival in Westfield. I can right. do a festival down in India. I can do yep. Zionsville, Noblesville. Uh, just I can be all over with it and uh, take the food. To the people pretty much right yeah so so you need a food truck and so if anybody out there knows of a food truck for <laughs> sale <laughs> please email me and i will get you in touch with travis or just go to him directly man um because we got to get you a food truck like try to help support that initiative man that's awesome so that way you can start going to people and getting things out there mm. with covid i'm sure there's been the the challenges right mm -hmm. And you have to, you're making sure that you're super safe, right? right? And you're, and you're doing everything that you need to do there. But yeah, going to people that a mobile, like a uh, catering, is that mm -hmm. what you're wanting to do more of or, um, or what do you think? I like, like to do the catering, but I like majority of the business to be like on the food truck, like whatever festival or whatever, whatever thing you're doing. Yeah. yeah. But I do enjoy the catering um, aspect mm -hmm. of it. Just being able to, if for people that want my food when not, during not normal hours of operation, right. I, can, I can still get it to them. Right. Um, and it's it's seemingly, I like that idea because it's cost effective it's, hmm. to me and it's mobile and you can be in places where maybe maybe office buildings or, or parking lots where people are at too, where people can schedule times where you're there mm -hmm. for certain periods and, and that type of thing, right? Am yeah, I wrong right. on that? Or? Oh, correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it sounds really amazing. What is one of the, I'm just curious, like what's your favorite thing to make? Um, I, my favorite food all the time is macaroni and cheese. So mac and cheese. Mac and wow, cheese. I took dude. my mom's recipe and kind of added my little touch to it to make it my own. Um, also the bourbon pecan pie. <clears throat> my wife makes is homemade. Everything we make is homemade mm -hmm. down to the crust of the pie. Um, like I said, I've been making that since I was a, 10 year old kid right. uh, in Georgia making bourbon pecan pies to bring the family function. So man, that's probably my, my two favorite things to make. Yeah. I hear you. Um, what's your least favorite thing to make? Have you ever made least? something where it's like, there's a show that Nora and I and the girls watch it's called nailed it. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of us who, who don't know how to cook or <laughs> bake. <laughs> we try to like, make something we see a picture or whatever and we mm. try to make it and then it ends up being like a complete monstrosity <laughs> like a complete fail and it's hilarious i love watching the failure so what do you don't what do you not like to make? i am not a huge fan of baking i it's, baking yeah me neither man <laughs> they say baking is a science like everything has to be exact uh-huh but with like other forms of cooking cooking on the stove cooking on the grill you can yeah. kind of break the rules a little bit and things still turn out good but in baking if you're off by, by a, a fraction of a measurement right like something's gonna go horribly wrong so, uh-huh uh baking other than the pecan pie every once in a while i'll bake a cake or something but i yeah i do not like to bake <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't either i really don't like baking I mean, I bake chicken or bake, you know, Tell me doing, stuff doing, like that, doing like that, like grilling or but but when it comes to like pastries and cakes and cookies and stuff, I'm not a, I'm not one to want to bake. Yeah, because yeah. I and I also went to culinary school, and one of the classes you had to take is intro to baking. Mm -hmm. um, I did 
decent in it. And the instructor was like, well, I see you for advanced baking. I was like, nope, nope I'm, I'm minimal requirements <laughs> of baking. You will never, never see me again. <laughs> so I'll just, uh, you're the grill master, right? Mm -hmm. You love grilling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, what else? Like, do you use a green egg for anything? I've yet to use. I've heard what do you use? Like, things. what's some so, of the equipment? I guess that's a great question. So my dad was an electrician by trade mm -hmm. and he worked at a tech school. Yeah. And, uh, he was uh, instructing an electrician for electricians, basically. Right. But his department was next to the welding department. So he became friends with the welding instructor. Oh. So my dad has had grills made of oil drum barrels right yeah and he's also had the you know the big propane tanks you see outside of houses yeah uh the welder has made like real eight foot long barbecue oh my grills from, gosh from those so that's wow. what i currently have now is his old grill his that, old grill mm -hmm. oh that's awesome so my brother inherited it from him and i inherited it from my brother because my brother got a custom grill made for himself so oh wow okay. <laughs> so i have the original uncle drew's <laughs> the original uncle the drew's original grill. man man that's you know years of season oh <laughs> yes lots of seasoning there's you probably don't have to put oil on the inside of <laughs> let it soak for a bit like i do with my iron skillet right no um I'm just curious, is there a really great way of cooking bacon? Bacon? That's not even on here. I was just thinking, I use my iron skillet. I go outside. I put it on the grill because mm -hmm. I don't like making bacon inside. I will pan fry it. Pan fry. I like to throw it in the oven because uh, I can throw it in for about 10, 12 minutes. Yeah. And it'll come out perfect. Really? Yeah. See, the secret sauce <laughs> right here. I didn't know that. And I'm sitting here like smoking out the house because <laughs> I'm going too slow or too fast. I can't time it right. Like bacon's delicate. You bacon gotta, is delicate. And it's very delicious. Bacon on anything I will eat. I swear. So, <laughs> um, so, you know, along the business lines, how do you how do you go along building, you know, it sounds like a successful customer base? I'm kind of yeah. jumping down the page here fundraising successful customer base like running the business side can you tell me a little bit about some of the maybe the the successes or challenges of running the business side of what you're doing with uncle drews um so in the beginning fortunate enough i was able to go to the bank of mom and the, oh, get, a, get a small loan to help with really the upfront costs uh, yeah what's what's their number <laughs> i need, <laughs> I need I, that number i need to call so, so bank of mom bank of mom she was my first and only investor in the business i mean aside from like our money that we had yeah and savings and things yeah. like that yeah which allowed us to get a lot of our equipment up front and pay mm -hmm. for those permits which can range from 50 to 200 dollars a piece depending on right uh what you need so she was she is the biggest reason uncle drew's kitchen was able to get its lift off love you mama <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad it's it's happened <laughs> right, she, i am forever in her debt for that so one day if i can what if i make it big i can write her a check for yeah. the initial amount plus interest right or she she loves volvo suv so hopefully one day i can buy her one brand new if i can make it big that's my promise to you, mom. <laughs> everybody, everybody, let's help them make it big. So if we can get them a store and get them in there, man, that'd be awesome. No, that's great. I love that. Um, so after that, you got the startup going, got to start banking operations, permits, mm. stuff like that. The, the financial structure of it, um, whether you're an LLC or whatever it is. But I know Ariel, I'm sure, helped you. Oh, with some geez, of, geez. She's, she's the reason I... <laughs> I have all my permits. She made sure I had every <laughs> permit because with that, you have to get a permit for where your bi the business address is. So okay. that's in Westfield. Yep. Um, wherever you sell any food. So at the time I was, uh, the gym I was working at was in Zionsville. So I had to have a permit for Westfield. Had to have a permit for Zionsville. Had to have a permit for. So everywhere you're selling. Yep. So I had to have a permit for Hamilton County as a whole. Plus yeah. every Carmel noblesville westville see i didn't know that yeah it's by county mm -hmm. or by by whatever it's by it's county plus city so city so you got to deal with all that mm -hmm. so usually the county is probably mo the most expensive one uh -huh. and then the city one is usually i can kind of 
pick and choose those. So I'm not in Zionsville, so I don't have to buy that one anymore. Right. But I have yeah. to keep Westfield and Noblesville because that's where I do most of the business in Carmel. Um, that's the share. There's a commercial kitchen where I buy uh, rent time to use. Right. So I have to have a permit for there because okay. I'm using yeah. that one. I have to go through the health department and get the check yeah. off everything. To make How sure. long does that take typically? Like uh, on average, like all, all, like just going through the process of getting a permit. Um, it not, not takes bad. about a week a for week. a permit. Yeah. But like we send them all in at, at, at one, one time, time. and okay. then we get them back in about yeah. a week or so. Yeah. Some right. you can turn them in and same day turn around, but a lot have to be processed. Right. Right. You're going to be writing a, a check or buying a car for Ariel, I think, too. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> like my mom and Ariel are yeah, the two <laughs> reasons Uncle Drew's kitchen is legal. <laughs> it is legal. And it's I all have all my permits. I'm yeah. up to date on all my yeah. health department stuff. And I wouldn't expect otherwise. I would, I would expect you to, because you're the type of dude and it's all good. And so I just, it's educational though for people to go, huh? So it's not just easy. I can't just go you can't just pull and up and pull up and, and just walk cooking, in and be yeah. like, oh, I make really great food. Nope. Yeah. I learned I kind of learned about that initially when my brother and I would go salmon fishing in Oregon. And so we would go out in a summer or during the season. We would catch we one season in particular, we caught 400 pounds of salmon after it's all filleted. So what it is is we each caught 20 which is the ticket limit. And then we paid for another five fish per guy. So basically we caught 50, 50 salmon in a season mm -hmm. and it's like over 400 pounds. And we're like, man, salmon's going for like 1699 a pound back then. And it still is today. Wild caught, we caught it. Mm -hmm. And, and we're like, man, we could sell some of this, but no, you can't. <laughs> So I mean, people, I mean, people might make, under the table yeah, a little here and there, yeah. like <laughs> cash on the side. But but frankly, and and legally, it isn't done that way. We had to actually not sell it. We we just gave it to family. We're like started vacuum packing everything, freezing it, and then just giving it to family. And I think everyone ate on that for a good year. You know, like a whole year, our whole family just benefited from all of our 3 a.m. wake-ups to drive to the river to get in there by sunrise, an hour before sunrise and catch these fish. And we just loved it. It was a lot of fun and it was a great way to spend an upbringing. But, but literally business 101 is like, no, you just can't go out and sell. You need a permit to do that. And it's expensive for especially selling meat like that. I was like, because not only do you have to have a permit to cook food, you have to have a permit, permit to, to sell, sell food. Yeah. yeah. And then here we already were in like a couple hundred bucks on the just the tickets, just, the licenses, yeah. <laughs> and then the gear, and not to mention all the hours spent. So no wonder it's it's just it's easy to think about, but it's hard to actually get in and do this. So I respect you. That's I'm so glad you're on the show so that you can share with everybody everything that you're doing. And it is really it's really neat that you're doing this. And I, I I'm excited for you in that. Okay. It's uh it's awesome. So um I love the SoCo culture that you're creating as well. And that's one of the, th one of the questions on here. Um, so <clears throat> how many days a week, like how many hours do you put in? I'm imagining you put in quite a few. So the market is on Saturday, but prep yep. starts. Like I take Sunday off um, and I'll start back on Monday, just making sure I'm replenishing the non-perishable mm -hmm. supplies that I need. And mm -hmm. then, uh Wednesday through Friday, I'm driving around to Sam's, Costco, Gordon's, yeah, restaurant depot, uh wow, gross local grocery stores to get all the food and all the other supplies that I need. Um, and then Friday night, I'm in the kitchen making everything, storing it. Yeah. Um, so when I wake up, I can go back, get it, uh, make sure it's heated up for the market because right. it has to be a certain degree, a yep. uh, certain temperature to sell yep. and to hold and maintain the food while I'm out there um, because the health department will pop up on you and they'll check. They'll check. <laughs> they will with no warning. They'll you'll see someone with a clipboard walking in your booth, start uh, with a thermometer, start checking food. No and, kidding. And then there wow. will, usually two people. So the, there's one checking temperatures and there's one getting you to sign off on things like uh -huh. making sure you got this in order to make sure the food is up to temperature. Yeah. And if it's not, they'll give you a chance. Um, uh to get everything within the 
the normal temperature of the like where you're supposed to be in the range yeah so and they will shut you down if you can't get things where it's supposed to be no kidding and wow fortunately for me i've I've always been up to par so i've never gotten shut down um but yeah it's i'll say and on saturday when i wake up wake up around 4 4 30 uh-huh. market starts at 8 so yeah. I wake up 4 4 30 make sure everything's packed up in the truck mm-hmm. uh go through a checklist make sure i got everything i mean inevitably you're gonna forget something every right. week um <laughs> but we get to the site around 6 37 mm-hmm. we're setting up market starts at 8 we start serving at 8 market starts nice. and market ends at 12 we shut everything down and we yeah. have to be packed up and gone by one that's quick. That's, and that's a just lot. the day of. That's so just like, the day of. Yeah. yeah. So you got to think shopping and making sure everything's working order yep. Monday through Friday. Man. And then Sunday, making sure everything, just making an inventory of what you need to get for the right. following week. Wow. So it's, it's almost a 24 hour <laughs> yeah. day job. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then, and then you're trying to figure out, like, okay, so what do I got to do volume wise to turn a profit mm-hmm. on based on what you sell? So, Cause you got, you got to sell enough to make enough money to cover not only your expense, but then maybe fund, uh, buying more inventory. Uh, and I call it inventory for lack of a better term. That's what comes to my mind, but like buying more supplies and things like that, uh, to go back into the next, uh, process. And also it's trying a, to save for that food truck. I'm trying well, to yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm sitting here thinking, well, where's the money left for like, you know, at, taxes and then you know you buy like maybe buying more equipment or capital Mm -hmm. expenditures like that so um it's it's very difficult to get going it from the way that i see it but you're doing a great job Mm -hmm. and and it doesn't mean it's impossible it's just people need to understand what it takes to do these things and i i after talking with you over the years i just learned like what it takes to actually to do this Mm -hmm. you know so um, you're an entrepreneurial spirit, mm-hmm. you know, and I love that you're, a, you're and, and Ariel's that way too. And so, um, you know, what, what's one of, what's your greatest inspiration for doing this? I mean, one, yeah, you have a passion for it. Mm-hmm. I know that I hear that you, and, and you have, you have, you grew up in it, mm-hmm. but what drives you, what makes you do this? Um, is honestly people enjoying the food like that I yeah. am so passionate about, like mm-hmm. growing up food is was my life pretty much. Uh, so just to see that other people think as highly of my food, sometimes even more than more I than- do. <laughs> Because um, you're your own worst critic. Yeah. Like, oh, that ain't good. Ariel get on me all the time. I'll cook something at home and I'll ask her a thousand times, did she like it? What can I have done better? Uh-huh. Um, See, did, did yeah. I need more seasoning in this? And she was like, it's good. It's good. I can see her doing that. I can but, see her doing that. I mean, that just keeps, that keeps driving. It's like, I'm actually yeah. pretty good at It's like, I'm not. You're, you're good at it. Yeah. You are good at it. You're getting, you have dude right here. I'm you're good. at it. You're, <laughs> you're great at it actually. So you're, um, and it's validated by other people, mm-hmm. right? Gifts, talents, and abilities come from God and you are doing what you are passionate about, what you love. And then you're, you're taking it a step further to make it a business. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, um, do stuff as a hobby. They kind of just dabble in it but they never actually turn it into a sustainable business. And, and the path that you're on, you are doing that mm-hmm. and it takes an exorbitant amount of work. And it also takes people to believe in the product and what you're selling and what you're putting down. They enjoy it. They like it. They'll pay you for it. And so um, incorporating social media, incorporating all the different components of business, um, where can people find out where you're at, what you're doing, like all that type of stuff? Where so, do they find you? I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Uncle Drew's Kitchen on both. On both. Um, so Uncle Drew's Kitchen on Facebook, Instagram. Um, also, the website to order uh, for orders is orders at UncleDrewsKitchen.com. And then if you want to just contact me directly, it's Travis at UncleDrewsKitchen.com. Travis at UncleDrewsKitchen.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's an email address. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so if any of you out there hear this podcast, see the video on YouTube, want to check out 
uh, Uncle Drew's Kitchen. You can find him on Facebook. Where Facebook, else? Facebook, Instagram. Um, we don't have a website at the moment. Okay. Um, but in the future, it'll be UncleDrewsKitchen.com because yep. we bought the domain name. Okay, great. <laughs> awesome. So you're going to spin up a website. Um, Got to get a food truck. Going to get that food truck. Speaking it into existence. Yes, um, speak it. Truth, man. Say it. You know, go honest, after it, man. Uh, and then... Uh, my former employer, uh, NeuroHope, they've advertised yeah. me a couple times. So yep. just word of mouth, social media have been the biggest advertisements for me. Well, Foster and Friends, Foster man. Foster and Friends. Foster and Friends, I'm right here, man. I am going to try to push you out to the world, bro. I was saying, I'm in bro. the podcast. Yeah, dude, you're I in the I haven't been here before. Yeah, so man. Here's I like the pod. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, uh, and this is an aside, but everybody goes, I have people asking me, like, so what's with the bull in the background? Is that right. because you're a finance guy? Well, yeah, it's because I'm a finance guy and I've got bull. And then over here off screen is a big picture of a bear. So bulls and bears, and it's a play on bulls and bears, like bullish market and bearish market. But anyway, there's an actual name for the bull that, but I'm just going to leave that up to people to guess forever. I'm not actually going to mention it, but the one on the, the, the actual one. Well, no, no, oh, this, this one, okay. this particular picture and frame. So anyone, anyone wants to guess fire off a name. It'd be pretty funny, but <laughs> uncle Drew's kitchen on Facebook and, and other social media mm -hmm. handles, and they're going to work on it. They're going to get a website up and going at some point here mm -hmm. soon, yep. probably. Um, and then uh, the email address is Travis at UncleDrewsKitchen.com. Uh, UncleDrewsKitchen.com. Um, so if anybody wants to reach out to Travis directly, just email him there and uh, he'd be happy, I'm sure, to accommodate uh, and talk with you about what, what they're doing and then serve your needs. So, um, you know, as I, as I look at this, uh, uh, the, the last question I have for you is what, um, what's, what, what does the, um, actually this is, this is something that I don't know. I've got a, like a million other questions that I could sit here and talk <laughs> about, but I know we're coming up on time because we did start a little bit late and that's kind of where I'm at, um, on wrapping this up. Do you have any like favorite books? Uh, if you have a superpower, what would it be? Any of that kind of fun stuff for, for maybe people just to know, to start conversation. Hey, I heard the podcast and you know what? We like the same superpower or whatever, just something silly, so, man. Something so, about you that we don't all know that we want to know. So I'm currently, well, I'm huge in audiobooks. So I'm currently listening to the Harry Potter series for Ooh. the second time through straight up. That's nice. Um, but this is more of a recent thing. Like, I never been was never a big reader growing up. Yeah, but I discovered audiobooks right. the past few years, and I've probably last year probably listened to twenty or more audiobooks. Wow! Yeah, so I'll put my headphones on while I'm cleaning up in the house or while I'm driving right. to and from work. Um, um, but just anything stand out to you? Any uh, any of them that you really like that you really got like a so go to for a you? Series called Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. I think I pronounced uh -huh. that correctly. Okay. Um, it's I've never heard of that. I'll have to check it out. It's a trilogy, but I think the third book is still in production. Uh huh. But it's uh, like a fantasy novel. Uh, these children from these different tribes in Africa have different superpowers and just how they come together and to stop the king from killing all of them. I guess magic is is uh, illegal in wherever they're at. Right. So the king is trying to destroy all of them. They're kind of coming together and like bring it back to the world to help it flourish and everything. Wow. So I've read the first two of those. I'm waiting on the third one to come out. I'm not sure when it's coming out, but yeah. Young fiction, uh, fantasy novels, Harry Potter, uh, Percy Jackson and the yeah. Olympians. Um, stuff like that. But I've also read some, I guess, autobiographies, self-help books, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah, that's um, one of my favorites. There's a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Uh -huh. um, that was a big one in helping me just kind of, the thing is working in your zone of genius. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of the big thing that kind of pushed me into the culinary right. field. I mean, like I've helped healthcare professional, <clears throat> uh, fitness professional healthcare. Um, I'm good at it, but it wasn't truly my passion. Yeah. Um, but 
working in my zone of genes in the culinary field, like yeah. since 2019, like everything has flourished from there. Right. Um, there's a chef that I follow, uh, David Chang. I read his David Chang. Yeah. yeah. I read his yeah. memoir. Um, it was pretty good. So just mostly fantasy fiction, but yeah. every once in a while I'll, you're mixing in real mixing life, in real life, real life fiction. Yeah. Learning and stuff. You're, it's, you're committed to learning and growing. It sounds like, mm. And that's what I love to hear about you and, and what you're doing. So <clears throat> with that, I'll wrap it up. Thank you for coming on oh, thank you Foster for and me. Friends, man. Oh, thank you for the gifts as well. Yeah. And uh, Hotel Tango, thank you for <laughs> providing. Well, we bought your bourbon. So uh, Travis and I are going to have a little sip of that before he leaves because I've never had it. I got to try it. Can't let him out the door without trying it. <laughs> But anyway, um, really appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, Thank you so you much, bro. Thank, this is a, an honor to, Dude. Be, to be on the podcast. <laughs> on the pod. To be thought about enough to be like, hey, let me bring him onto the podcast. This is the point of this show. It's to talk to people that, you know, and, and, and myself included, I'm no like syndicated you know, podcast person. Fact, I I just decided I was just going to do a podcast one day, <laughs> and that's what happens. And we'll see how it goes. It could be a complete train wreck, but I don't think it is. Um, I'm getting feedback from people saying, "Hey, you know what? I really like listening to that. Um, that's interesting." And maybe not all of these subject matter people that I bring on uh, uh, resonate with you or whatever. But it does. Frankly, um, there's a lot to learn from people. Just taping the leap, leap of faith, just like what Travis was talking about, that, that leap of faith is, it, there's a lot of people that say they're going to do things and then never do in life. And uh, I'm just fascinated why people do things and step out in faith and do stuff and just take the risk. And uh, that's just a, a unique spirit in people. And I love to have folks share that so thank you for that thank you for and the, and this show is a lot of fun hey, i enjoy it i had a ball can't wait man, next time man. yeah next time <laughs> dude we'll do this again next year uh probably before the end of the year so it's actually going to be this year okay but we'll do it again after your season's up we'll just have you back on and we'll talk about how it went and, and you can share more about what you're doing um and, you know and it's just it's just so much fun so thank you all for watching thanks for being on the show thank you. And with that, we're done, man. We're done. Let's have some bourbon. I'm all for it. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to Foster and Friends. If you've enjoyed listening to our conversations here today, be sure to subscribe to Foster and Friends wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find full video recordings on our Foster and Friends YouTube channel on Instagram at Foster and Friends Podcast. Again, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. This is Brent Foster signing off.